0: I believe it is usually when you have taken a, a step away from what you actually know to be your truth. You were persuaded that something you, you were thinking of doing wasn't enough, you know, good enough, big enough, right enough, mainstream enough, thin enough, tall enough, whatever that thing is. And at some point we have to say, I'm enough.
1: Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. (laughs) Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome back to (laughs) Almost 30 Podcast. It's Lindsay Simpsick and Krista Williams. (laughs) (laughs) That's how most people feel (laughs) (laughs) when they're thinking about me. Uh,
2: Oh, God. Wow. Wow. How will we take a collective sigh all over the world? Yeah, everyone. Oh, oh I was doing your Marching sigh.
1: Which one? The rude one?
2: No, it's not the rude one. It's just the one that Justin was like,
1: oh, hey, God. stop sighing. <laughs> every night. So before bed, I... Because I'm in do- the middle of them when they sleep at night. So I know. I know. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so every night when we all tuck in, and I'm going to bed. I am doing my Reiki and I'm trying to do deep breaths, you know. Probably not breathing at all during the day. And I go, (sighs) and actually, I don't. That's a lot. I go, (sighs) and Justin goes, (gasps) and like calls me out. He's like, stop breathing so loud. (laughs) I mean,
2: relationships are so funny. I'm like stop snoring on best. I literally snore all it, But night. it's all that. It's like literally picking and choosing what you're going exactly. to call them out about and and fight for and not. Pick and choose and not. Cuz there are so many things that annoy me about people. It honestly it's it's probably a longer list than the things that make me happy about people. Totally. <laughs>
1: It's like, well, the breathing. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, exactly. That's the thing is, I've literally worked my whole life to just ignore everything. Exactly, dude. <laughs> literally. Well, it, but it feels uh, good like,
2: when you when you like work when you move through it without commenting. A hundred. When like someone's doing something annoying, and you feel like the burn, and you're like red hot, and you're like, and then you just like let it go, and you're on the other side of it. You're like, huh? was not that care. Bad. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't even care.
1: Like it was like four years in, and he's like. He like didn't know that he snored. He's like, I didn't even know that I snored. I'm like, oh man, you've been snoring for four years. Why do all dudes snore? All dudes. His his nose is literally the size of like. I know it's so cute. It's the cutest nose. It's the best nose in the world. I don't even know. It's like the size of a pencil eraser. Yeah. I'm like, how do you have that much air traffic going through such a small space? But he's like, I didn't know I snored for four years. You didn't say anything. I'm like.
2: One Mm. of those things I've
1: chose to ignore. I've dated actually a handful of people with deviated septums. Dude, I had a friend, Sloan. (laughs) Remember Sloan? Yeah. My like tiniest friend, she literally snored so bad her like It was like a problem Uh, for her and dating. It is pretty... Like I had...
2: Actually, the one guy would stop breathing. So he would stop breathing for probably like, I don't know, three, five seconds. But the snoring was so loud that I was awake. He'd be like... And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) I'm like, I have the paddles out. How I'm like, oh happen. my God. But they don't know. And then he wakes up and he's super tired. And I'm like, oh, you're not breathing at night. Wow. And you're not getting a really sound deep sleep because you're not breathing Dude, and getting oxygen real. to your brain. For real. <laughs> uh, for real. Anyway. I'm so excited about the episode this week. Me too. It was like, I gotta say, we're just so proud. Yeah. And it's not about us. It's just like this event was really something that Came together in a way that was like a, a team effort, collective idea and vision, and it just was like so beautifully executed by the you know the Dermalogica team and YouTube and us and and our friends. So
1: and everyone just really was really honest and sparkling. You know they had great great answers. You know no one skipped a beat. It was just really beautiful. And I just love the way it flowed. And I just was so grateful that it was recorded by the YouTube team.
2: So we did an event for International Women's Day all about the fact that balance is BS. You know, we get asked a lot and I'm sure you out there uh, think about sometimes like how you can balance, quote unquote, your life between work-life balance, all of that. It's such a, a trendy thing to talk about or to like try to figure out. And, you know, Krista and I in in interviews that we've done across the board, we're just like, we're not balanced, yeah. you know? And and so to really shine a light on that reality and that like there's no shame in that and there's a way to be really fulfilled and yeah, just like good to yourself when things aren't balanced because I think that's how a lot of things get done. A lot of things like come to life and I don't know, the panel was just incredible. Shall we run through the panel?
1: Yeah. And I just wanted to say on the balance thing, it was like, we'd be asked the question of like, how do we stay balanced or what is balance for us? And oftentimes it can be like another opportunity for us to compare ourselves to others. So it's like, oh, you know, this person is running their own business. They have a relationship. They're traveling. They do X, Y, and Z. And they're also taking baths every night and meditating in the morning and eating, you know, a super clean diet and journaling and dream journaling. And you know, taking pottery on the weekends and hiking and all this stuff. So we just wanted to kind of speak to the fact that everything is in seasons. Some parts of your life may not have balance and some seasons of your life may not have balance. And everyone's balance is different or everyone's view and definition of balance is different. You know, mine is going to be very, very, very different than if I would have stayed and lived in Ohio. Mm-hmm. or people some certain people in my life that I know. So just kind of pulling that back and just making sure that we're not using balance as a way to judge ourselves or to make ourselves feel bad for not incorporating certain things that people define as balancing. And yeah, it just reminded me too that like we have seasons in our life, you know? And there're
2: going to be seasons when we're not working that hard or we're working in a different way where we're working to raise a child. Or we're working on, you know, cultivating a relationship or like starting, you know, our life with someone or starting a business. You know, there's just there is this awareness that certain things in your life need more energy, time, and love.
1: Yeah, like if you have a kid, if you have a kid, you're definitely not balanced. No. Because your focus is on your child <laughs> yeah. and being, you know, a mother or, you know, however, whatever your situation is. So, you know, to kind of worry about being someone's definition of balanced by doing certain things doesn't really make sense. So we were so down to that, you know, Jane, the founder of Dermalogica, who was amazing. Oh my God. Incredible. Was down with the the topic for us to do that. And we just wanted to make it different. I wanted to do something different for International Women's Day. I didn't want to do just like awesome boss babes, whatever, which respect and love because all 'all y'all are best boss babes. But I just wanted to do something that had a different angle.
2: Yeah, I thought it was really well done by us, but also really I mean like just like the the vision for this was to have a really honest open thoughtful conversation and and the panel was you know, everyone was kind of coming from a different point in their journey. It wasn't like all of them had made it and all of them, whatever, you know, they're all successful in their own ways. But a lot of, you know, at least half of the panel was in process, like had just kind of started their, their brands and really brought their vision to life. And we were talking to them in real time. So I really like appreciated that. So on the panel we had Danica Brescia. So she's a really good friend of ours. She is the CEO of Model Meals um, and a supermodel. Um, love her so much, and she's just been a dear friend and great support of the podcast. But she's created a business that you know truly nourishes people, teaches them how to take care of themselves through you know nutrition. Um, we love model meals, but she's also uh, last year, she went out on a 66 city tour. She,
1: she literally sunned 66. us. She's like, you guys know about tour, right? She's like, like I did 66 uh-huh. fucking stops. It was overwhelming. I'm like, are there 66 cities in the United States?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was a thought that went Yo, through my mind. I was, literally. Like, I was like, one, two. Three. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. And then we had uh, Deepika. Um, I'm going to pronounce her last name wrong. Matiala. Um, and she's the founder of Live Tinted. But Deepika was was really awesome. I,
1: I hadn't... Super we, fun. We hadn't met her before. Yeah, super fun. A visionary. And her goal is to... Um, she has a makeup line, Live Tinted. And they create shades for everyone. So she is a brown girl, self-proclaimed, and she wanted to find shades of makeup for her, for her family, for her sisters in her community that she felt like weren't represented. So she is doing her thing with her makeup company.
2: Yeah. And then we had um, Sarah Tran. She is the West Coast fashion and beauty editor at Bustle. Um, cute peanut. She's so sweet, Mm -hmm. so sweet. Yeah, she just added a a different kind of flavor to the whole panel. She, you know, didn't start a business necessarily, but is is writing for brands and writing. Um, you know, she's at home working, so just creating boundaries was something that we
1: really dug in with her about. Um, and she's in a space that people want to be in, you know, people really yes. look to fashion and beauty editors as, as someone that they look up to. Um, she's super creative, super talented, super diligent, and then also so sweet.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And finally, Jane Werwind. um, she is the co-founder and chief visionary of Dermalogica. <sighs>
1: Say no more fam. Y- y- y'all, y'all just wait. She,
2: when this video comes
1: out of this, of this event as well, I mean, one mic dropping is not enough. She literally, you guys. She was like, kept saying, "I was like, dude, tweet, tweet." tweet she tweet. kept saying, "Tweetables." I'm like, what? Wow, right now, yeah. I'm just like, I'm so excited for you guys to hear. She's a badass,
2: <laughs> and she also launched Found LA. It's a new initiative under the Whirlwind Foundation, um, and it's designed to help make sure local Los Angeles entrepreneurs succeed and, in turn, revitalize and impact their communities and neighborhoods. Uh, President Obama in 2016 appointed her a presidential ambassador for global
1: entrepreneurship. Okay. Okay. Uh, And at the Dermalogica (laughs) event, we had a lot of our friends there, but Letitia had some really good points. Our friend Letitia Roll, um, her Instagram is Blue Hazel B-L-U-H-A-Z-L. She's the best. But she was talking about um, Jane's uh, comments on the panel. And she said, there are three things that I have to share with you that I learned. One, you are custom built, which I thought was such a great like, thing for Jane to say. I've never really heard it explained in that way. And I think it's very true that we all have our own specific talents and gifts that make us different. You know, Even if someone has a, a similar talent to you, they weren't born to the same family. They weren't born in the same place. They weren't born at the same time. So I thought that was really, really powerful. And the second was life is about resilience, not balance. So that was really the response to the balances bullshit. Yeah, and her mom told her that, which was she kept referring back to her mother, who was a single mom
2: of four girls, and was kind of like the the person she learned all of this from. Where like her life was never balanced, and she was doing her best, and it was always coming from a place of love. Um, yeah, I loved that. It was
1: powerful. And then three, she said, "Don't shrink yourself." So when we asked what we wish or what she wishes that more women knew she said for women to not shrink ourselves yep wow
2: yeah i cannot Amazing. wait for everyone to listen to this one yeah i was just reminded to like i guess the way that jane carried herself and all the women truly yeah um but i'm just speaking to jane because um she is older you know, more experience and just has seen more
3: mm-hmm.
2: because yeah. she is um she been older. in the game forever. Yeah. and And just to like hear her speak the way that she speaks, the way that she looks at others when they are speaking and it is so not only present, but engaged in a way that like she can see people's light and potential and, you know, her point to not shrink, like she interacts with people, in such a way that makes them not shrink. So like that made me think about like when I'm interacting with anyone, you know whether it's a friend, family member, a stranger, the person at like Starbucks cashier, right? Like it's just giving people the opportunity to expand and shine in every interaction that I have, and it's not always easy cuz I don't I don't want to ever like put people down, but sometimes like if I'm having a day, maybe I don't really present the best um, opportunity for people to shine, like under you know my own circumstances. So that was really something I took from her. That was not said, but I just like
1: felt that. Yeah, I mean, she just answered every question in the most beautiful, elo- eloquent way, and everyone on the panel just really brought it. You know, mm-hmm. they just really made it seem very conversational. It was super cozy. At YouTube Space LA. So we're really grateful to them for hosting us and for providing an amazing room. All of the team and staff that recorded everything and then were able to give us these audio files to share with you it was awesome. hmm And of course, Dermalogica, it was just like a dream
2: team to work with. You know, as always, and you guys know this from just the sponsors that, you know, you've tried and, and invested in and heard from us. Um you know, we really take pride in like the people that we partner with. So Dermalogica is just a really good
1: example of that. Yeah. Well, I've been using Dermalogica for so long. I was yeah, so it's a staple. honored and grateful that they wanted to work with me through the blog and then, you know, mm-hmm. now us through the podcast. I am such a fan of their pre-cleanse. So, you know, whenever we have full faces on for makeup, the pre-cleanse is an oil that I use to take everything off. It's super soothing, super gentle, and really actually gets all my makeup off unlike anything else. So, you know, not using petroleum jelly or Vaseline or the wipes, I feel like really clog my pores because you're really just wiping and you're moving the makeup to other places on your face. And then it's kind of drying. So I'm not a fan of wipes. I love their pre-cleanse. I love their- um, Micro- Exfoliant Yeah, they're micro exfoliant. It's a powder, so you can travel with it. So it's really large and it's a powder. It lasts forever. I use it on my face. You only need a little bit to exfoliate. And then I actually use it on my body too. That's a good idea. Yeah. So we should be exfoliating your body, you know, once a week or or something like that to get rid of all the dead skin cells. Especially if you're working out a lot, your sweat gets trapped underneath um, your skin, underneath like your bra and other places on your body where you're wearing very sweaty, tight Uh clothes. So, using that exfoliant regularly has been, you know, just a game changer uh, for me. Yeah, they have a great uh, vitamin C serum as well. I'm like into oiling the shit out of my face and body. Justin always <laughs> like, You're so slippery.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm like shiny all the time and I love Don't it. Mind. People are like, You're shiny in this photo. I'm like, Good.
1: I know, honestly. I the oils like, are working. I like it. My makeup like slips right <laughs> off. I literally put my oils on my body too. Yeah, same. I love it. Before bed, I'm like, mm. um. so we are working with Dermalogica as a partner with ours and you can get um, their oil. You can get the pre-cleanse, the exfoliant, any of their products online at Dermalogica.com for 20% off.
2: With the code almost 30. Yes.
1: Holla. Holla. Um, all right. Exciting. Should we do this? Yeah. Last announcement we will see you soon in Austin mm-hmm. for our event on March 26th at the Refinery. This one's with Rachel Rosen. Yes. It is going to be so fun. We have great brand sponsors that are joining us. Flower Child is going to be there with awesome food for y'all. Um, we have great swag bags. All the people that we love Beekeepers Naturals, Home Nutrition, uh, Dirty Lemon, Spindrift, mm-hmm. you know, Woo, Woo More Play. And more. You can get tickets on almost30podcast.com.
2: Yeah, cannot wait to see you. Come with friends or just come alone, meet new friends. Um, it's going to be a blast. And we will be hosting the Good Fest in Austin on March 23rd. So we would love, love, love to see you there. You can use the code almost30 for a discount. But, um, you know, the Good Fest is just a day long festival. Um, it's, I mean, it's wellness, it's connection, it's like nourishing food, brands. Like it's just one of those things that I always feel so good leaving. Like I just feel kind of renewed and um, there'll be workshops and speakers and and we're just really, really honored and excited to be hosting that event. Yeah. You can use code ALMOST30 and they are offering all of our
1: family a discount. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right, y'all. Enjoy this episode. Let us know what you think. Share on socials. As always, we, we want to repost that and share with other people who might get some inspiration from this episode and any others. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It means so much to us. And join the secret Facebook group. We're waiting for you in there. We love you. Love you.
1: Yes. <laughs> Hello, guys. I feel like I'm just hanging at home with my besties. Yeah. <laughs> so excited to see you, um, especially on International Women's Day, celebrating a very special holiday that I didn't know existed a couple of years ago. So thanks, yeah. to Instagram, for that. Um, but really, we just want to share a bunch of insights and come together as women and kind of just being community learning and supporting one another. Um, so thank you YouTube Space for hosting us. This is just awesome and cozy and the staff has been so accommodating and helpful for us. And thank you to Dermalogica for initiating this and for asking us to host and for supporting these other women on the panel to share their story. Um, Jane has been such a friend to almost 30 and the girls on the team as well. Um, So thanks to them for putting this on and for providing those amazing gifts that you guys have waiting and your (laughs) goodie bags that you can use tonight. Um, So when we were talking to Dermalogica about doing an event for International Women's Day, we were kind of trying to think of ideas of topics that would resonate with women and that would resonate with the people on our panel and provide value to the women that we brought together in the room. And one of the topics that really came up for Lindsay and I so often was the topic of balance. And people would be like, okay, how are you doing? You know, running your business and having all your friends and having, you know, your relationship and working on yourself and working out and it's posting on Instagram twenty four seven. And then, are you staying balanced? Like, what's balance like? And we just at every time I'd be like, I'm not the person for balance because I don't have it. But I realize that some women at some points in their life do have it, and at other points in your life you don't have balance. But for a lot of us. Balance can feel like another thing on our to-do list and it can feel like something that actually provides us more pressure than makes us feel good. And balance looks different for everyone. So someone else's crazy is someone else's balance. Someone else's chaos is like the perfect medium for that person. So it just looks so different for everyone. So we wanted to kind of break that and talk to these amazing women, these entrepreneurs about balance and then about their story, their journey, and really just hear from them some of the difficulties that have led them to the place that they are today to provide us some inspiration, you know, as we women rise together on International Women's Day and every day.
2: And we are the Almost 30 podcast. I'm Lindsay Simsick and this is Krista Williams, my best friend and business partner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as she said, we're asked a lot about balance and I think through our relationships, you know, whether they're a business partner, a friend, family with other women really do help us to keep Accountable just to take care of ourselves, and again, it's going to look different for everyone. So, you know, what we hope in these conversations or this conversation tonight is that you know our panelists can serve as expanders for you. You can say, "Oh wow, I've been there. I've felt that way," and maybe I can take a moment and do what they did and just feel better and and put less pressure um, on yourself as you navigate this life and as you really find out what fills you up. Um so I'd love to take a moment and have each one of our panelists introduce themselves who they are and what they do. Thank
0: you. <clears throat> My name is Jane Worwind and I'm the founder of Dermalogica, a skincare products and uh, which seems an incredible journey because it's uh, we started the company in 1986, we launched the product. So playing the long game as an entrepreneur and I'm thrilled to be here. Nothing better than celebrating International Women's Day. And I think we have a huge responsibility in recognizing and celebrating that because women and men around the world look to to us to, to speak our truth, set an example, and, and hopefully, you know, if you see it, you can be it. And for entrepreneurs, I think that's really important. So I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you.
4: I'm thrilled to be here next to you. <laughs> oh my God. Um, um, I'm Deepika. I've been doing the beauty influencer thing for the past three years. And um, about a year, gosh, a year and a half ago, I launched a digital platform called Live Tinted, which is all about encouraging inclusivity in the beauty industry, something that I feel like is a long time coming. <laughs> Being in this space, I started on the corporate side of the industry and then became a beauty influencer and really saw the holes from everything in between and launched this platform to really make it so girls can walk out the door and, and, and boys and whatever you identify as can just like walk out the door and feel good with who they are. It's been great.
5: Awesome. Uh, I am so, so thrilled to be here. I don't know how I ended up on this panel, but I'm just I'm, I'm going to stay here. Um, my name is Sarah Tan and I am the senior fashion and beauty editor at Bustle. Um, and for those of you who don't know uh, what Bustle is, Bustle is uh, one of the largest millennial feminist women's websites on the internet. We are based in New York, but I'm out here in LA holding it down, um, covering all things fashion, makeup, skincare, wellness, um, and just trying to produce content that um, empower our readers, so.
3: Awesome! Yeah, I'm having the same moment of just all of you all. So thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm Danica Brisha. I'm the founder and CEO of Model Meals, so it's a healthy meal delivery business. Um, I also work as a plus size model. I mean, it's the we could have a whole panel about (laughs) Um, as a plus size model in the fashion industry, and I work with um, specifically women on wellness and self care. So I just got back from a 66th event tour last year where we uh, traveled around helping women cultivate more self-worth, self-love. Um, and I just feel really grateful to be the woman that I needed to see in the magazine growing up. Um, I struggled with eating disorders and all that. So to be here and represent beauty and to see where beauties come through brands like yours is just incredible. So thank you. Mm, beautiful. And we were able to go to one of our events on tour. It was
1: it was magic. I don't know how you did it. But a lot of... Honestly, 66. I was like, well, A lot of you women even kind of touched on it. But for women, it's been such a beautiful thing for almost 30 podcasts to interview people and female founders and female entrepreneurs and females in the space because so much of what we do is so heart-centered. We don't really do anything unless it means something to us and unless it moves us or, you know, will move other people. So that has been such a beautiful thing. I would love to hear from you, Jane. Um, what were some of the defining milestones in your career that led you to create Dermalogica?
0: Well, I think just as you, as you said, that everything starts with the why. You know, why why am I doing this? Why do I want to do this? And for me, it was, it was really simple. My mother had been widowed at age 38 with four girls to raise. I'm the youngest of four. And the five most important words she said to us was learn how to do something. She was a trained nurse, so she fell back on that training to keep her family together, literally to put food on the table. And so I came into the industry because I got a Saturday job working in a local hair salon, fell in love with the industry and realized if I have a skill set in my hands that I really learn about and really learn well, so I have it in my head, And I really love it. So it's in my heart. Then with those three things, with my head and and my heart and my hands, I can travel anywhere in the world. It will always be with me and I will always be able to fall back on it. So I think a defining moment was my, my mother modeling that resiliency and also, you know, really drumming into us. You better have something that you can do. It's not just about an education. It's about learning how to do something. And I came into an industry. And the crazy great thing about the salon industry is uh, more women start businesses in our industry than any other industry in the world. 64% of all the salons are owned by women. Mm. So it's an economic powerhouse for women. So I think the defining moment was the fact that my father had died. It was a tragedy, but my mother rose to it and kept us together. And it's she just set an incredible example. Mm. And then I got my first Saturday job in the local salon, and that was it. I've never done anything else. <laughs> my first job was at Outback Steakhouse, so. Hostess <laughs> 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 with the mostess. And, <laughs> and most of us get our first jobs it in, was really in a local <laughs> entrepreneur, a small entrepreneur that started in your community. Mm. You know, and I'm, One of the things I'm committed to is bringing back and building back our communities. We need our local entrepreneurs. We need our small entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And Danica, I know you know some of your story, but and there's a lot that really led you to create Model Meals. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I struggled with food and my body for most of my life. I didn't, like I said, I didn't see anyone that looked like me in the media. I was a bigger girl, and so I decided very young that um, if I could just lose weight, I could be happy and I would be worthy. And so I spent most of my life with. Um, Different, varying eating disorders and struggling a lot with food. Um, And I moved to New York in 2014 as a model and decided to try out a different kind of eating—just eating real food and not so like diet and diet and calorie counting. And and I did something called the Whole 30, and it changed my life. And it, it not so much like it wasn't even the physical stuff; it was the consciousness. It was like I woke up and I realized that I had gotten used to feeling one way and not realizing that there was a greater experience for me. And so I continued and it led me down this whole path of self-care, but I ended up losing uh, you know, about 40 pounds and I lost all my modeling jobs because I wasn't big enough anymore because I was a <laughs> plus-size model. And so I decided, well, you know, I'm really passionate about this food. It's changed my life. And as a result, I'm putting this person into the world who is more conscious, who is happier, who is more connected. And if more people had access to this kind of food and I can make it easy for people to eat this way... Then I can literally change the world because what the food that we run on is the quality of the experience of life we're going to have. And so I just started cooking out of my apartment in New York City. I have a 200-pound dog. It's totally illegal to like run a food business out of your apartment. (laughs) Um, But I did it small scale, and it just um, grew. Like you said, it's—I mean, it's not a long game since 1986, but it's a long game. You know, that's where I'm trying to head. Um, And it's been really beautiful to see how this food is used. It's medicine. It's healing. Um, and so just to put my energy into something that I love every day and that helps so many people has been really special.
0: It speaks to your heart because You yeah. had that experience. Yeah. It's
3: your big why. Yeah. Changed my life. Mm-hmm. Totally. So good.
2: And in that, like, so much of what we do as women in business and just in life, we put ourselves into it. It becomes deeply personal, everything that we do and you know, for you, Deepika, you're you're the face of your brand in so many ways. And, you know, you are. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, I, I can imagine that it's, it's kind of hard to make it personal, but then not take things personally, right? Yeah. So how do you kind of create that boundary?
4: I mean, it, it's tough. And even on the beauty influencer side, it's also so crazy to me hearing like how many parallels I feel with everything you're saying about like, Growing up, and that was the exact motivation I had of not seeing a brown girl in the media and and feeling this sort of, like, why not me feeling? And and what what did I have to change about myself? I mean, I dyed my hair blonde. I got blue contacts. I grew up in Texas, so I wanted to look like all the blondes <laughs> around there. But it's just, like, it, it's, it makes me... It made me so sad after entering into the beauty industry. And I felt like at a point, I was, like, the token brown girl in all these mm-hmm. beauty campaigns. And I did feel like I was, like, that face. And it almost, like drove me crazy because there were so many other girls out there that they would DM me and ask me for like advice and things. And I was like, wow, you really deserve a shot. But because of my um, my network, quite frankly, of how I was on the corporate side of beauty, I just reached out to a ton of my friends who were all working at beauty brands. I was like, I'm an influencer, hire me. And I just, but there's so many other people out there. So, you know, even just hearing that I'm the face, that's actually the narrative I wanted to change and say that there's a whole spectrum of women that Mm -hmm. deserve to be the face. Mm -hmm. And that was sort of the ambition and motivation behind launching Live Tinted is to sort of not make it about me, but a whole spectrum of people. Mm. And I think that honestly, for me, is way more fulfilling. I've always been more fascinated about the business side of the industry rather than I'm not really good at selfies. I mean, it's not my thing.
5: I know. Yeah, my- please, I've seen your selfies. I- You're good at your selfies. <laughs> it's- There's been a lot <laughs> like of selfies. You just selfies. gotta keep trying. Right? It's <laughs> like 600. You'll
4: There's get one. 100 <laughs> ones that happen before that one that you post, and I think like you eventually learn er, learn your angles. Right, but right. but <laughs> yeah. But I I just I enjoy so much more like after we've featured some women on Live Tinted, they've gotten brand campaigns and like mm-hmm. that feeling is just like it's so fulfilling, especially when you work in an industry like beauty that can feel so superficial. Mm-hmm. And I think, like you said, I wake up every day feeling excited about that. It's Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And for you, Sarah, just to kind of keep yeah. um, on the topic of boundaries, uh,
5: you work from home. Yes, yeah. I do. Oh my gosh. So how do you... It's hard. We do too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We do too. Like, well, you get it. Yeah. You know, it it's... took me a while to figure that out. But in terms of, you know, uh, balancing the personal and the professional, you know, so I... Work for a company, you know, and um, but I am sort of the face of the brand out here um, in LA. And um, you know, when I started out uh, as a writer, it wasn't um, to become the face of any uh, of you know the company, or you know, I wanted to just write stories and share other people's stories. Um, And you know, with Twitter was around when I started, and so I got to do that. But then you know, Instagram just took things to a whole new level, and um, you know. Bustle doesn't require all the editors to be active on social, but it's definitely encouraged. Um, and I have so much fun on social media, like just sharing like hundreds of videos of my dog, just like <laughs> all those sorts of things. Like, um, but uh, most importantly, it's given me um, the opportunity to connect with you know uh, our audience in a different way uh, and our readers. But you know, it can get weird because it's like I am representing my company, but I'm also you know I want to share you know, my thoughts on Donald Trump sometimes or, you know, um, I'll be at an event, I'll be like, just expressing myself like who I am and being silly. And like, sometimes it'll give me pause and I'll be like, is this the right thing that like, is this the right thing to share? Should I be doing this? Um, but you know, it's always like com- comes back to just, you know, me making sure that like I'm being my most authentic self and I'm, you know, like sharing. First of all, I get to connect with readers and followers of mine. Who like you guys? Um, you know they'll tell me like it's so cool to see someone who looks like me um, having a job like yours, mm-hmm. which is like so cool. Like that just makes my job like so worth it, right? Um, or you know sharing a, a story that I wrote and that you know they'll tell me that it really resonated with them and they really connected with it. Um, so that part of the personal side of social media um, is just like really really awesome um but you know my outlook on it you know at the end of the day it's like if i feel like i'm forcing myself to do something if i'm not being authentic luckily i don't have trolls i'm sure that you guys do <laughs> i haven't had to like really oh, deal haven't. with all that um and if it's not fun the night you know then i will just you know reel it in and and not share as much but yeah and then the working at home thing i have an off like an office and then i try to like do as much work in there and i don't let myself turn the tv on I won't let myself sit on the couch. Uh, But yeah, it's just all about figuring it out. Mm. Yeah. That leads me to
1: my next question. So when I, I was in the corporate world for eight years before we started and while we were starting... And I remember thinking about entrepreneurship and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so like sexy and like everyone can do whatever they want. And like, it's like, you hang out, you can like bring your computer to the pool and like do work with like a drink. (laughs) Like, oh my God, like this is amazing. I cannot wait to be an entrepreneur. And, you know, now that we're in it, it's amazing. But it is, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot that you deal with and there's a lot of very, very, very unsexy stuff, almost more unsexy than when I was working for someone else at like a big corporate company. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the unsexy stuff that we do as entrepreneurs that um, can also be very gratifying. You know, there are times when I'm like talking to our accountant in Utah and I'm like, this is kind of gratifying because <laughs> I'm doing this by myself. Um, Sarah, for you, when you know you're working with Bustle or on Pieces or at home, like what is really unsexy
5: about your job that you find to be like, okay, I'm so glad <laughs> I'm Oh of my dreams. gosh, there's so much unsexiness about my job. Um, <laughs> I think that there's this like preconceived notion that being a fashion and beauty editor is like all glam all the time. Um, and it is like, there are definitely, you know, a lot of fun <laughs> moments. Like, you know, I get to go on cool press trips and I get to, you know, meet founders of amazing brands that I'm a fan of. And that's all really cool. But, you know, it's like, at the end of the day, it's like I'm not just like getting a free facial. Like I have to go home and you know, you know, transcribe the interview and make sure that like you know I got all my notes and produce content and write that story. And even though like I love writing and you know, um, it's I, I feel so lucky that I have the opportunity to do this. Like it's hard sometimes. Like you know, creating content, like um, trying to figure out the best angle and and then also just like forming the sentences. Like you know, it can take like me like hours, you know, and then sometimes there's, you know, longer features and pieces where, you know, it's like months of reporting and research. And so, um, you know, that I feel like is the stuff that people don't realize. And obviously, they don't see because I'm not like posting a selfie of myself at like two in the morning, you know, mm-hmm. with like red eyes. And mm-hmm. um, But uh, it's just the most gratifying part is that connecting with the readers and, you know, people really, you know, reaching out to me and telling me that they read my story and that, Um, You know, uh, they, uh, or they learned something new um, and it gave them a new perspective. Like, that makes it just like all worth it. Um, And then, like, getting invited to do stuff like this is like so cool. Yeah.
1: What about you, Danica?
3: What was the question again? (laughs) What is the least sexy, but most gratifying thing about what you do? The first thing when you say the least sexy is I think about the sweatsuit that I wear every single day and and that's covered in dog hair (laughs) and it just goes on and off. Um, My coach (laughs) that I work with is like forcing me to buy like a silk set of pajamas or something that's like mildly sexier. Um, I was like, do I wear the pink fur in the house too? I'm like trying to, you know, um, faux fur, in case you thought it was a pink animal. Um, you're like faux fur rented. Right. right. <laughs> Rental, yeah. Um, unsexy. I mean, I started laughing you in the beginning when you said that because I thought back to the early model meals days. Um, at first, just, you know, cooking everything, delivering everything. I was six figures. I was three months late on my rent. Um, I moved into my parents' garage for two years and lived in my parents' garage. And I met this guy, and um, he was actually in sober living at the time. And so, like, to the, between the two of us, we didn't have anywhere to invite each other back. I was like, "Well, there's the garage," and <laughs> and um, and and then kind of going. Not that you should invite the person back on the first night, but um, (laughs) (laughs) moving on. Uh, When we started the business, I think about all the different like late, super, super late nights where we're in the kitchen all day and then we were actually packing all the boxes and then I was actually delivering the food and it's like midnight, deliveries are supposed to get there at 8 p.m. and I'm like eating like a a sweet potato with my hand in the car while I'm (laughs) delivering and... You know, you just have those moments of, of you know, getting down and dirty. And so as as I grow my business and now people look at it and they see this big business, I try to always remind, remind people that it it's not always, it, it doesn't go from zero to everything overnight, you know, and there are, you are going to have those moments to move back in your parents' garage when you're 28 years old and you were, you know, a big time model and you move back in, it was like pretty defeating for a little bit. But but I wouldn't change it for the world. And um and and there's some funny moments and some not so glamorous moments, but um it's been incredible. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Humbling moments too, where it's like moments. Where
2: (laughs) it's so good. It kind of brings and I think that's what like the awareness as whether you're an entrepreneur or you know, you are a woman in business, it's like, you know, those moments can ground you and I think we intuitively know that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I think you know because we just having that awareness is, I think, so vital mm-hmm. to be able to evolve and, and move forward. So, you know, we've made mistakes along the way, missteps, and I'm sure you all have too, and all of you have as well. I mean, one of ours, you know, looking back now, not necessarily a mistake, but just like a, huh,
0: we I'm so
2: curious. Our, are the name of our podcast oh, is almost yeah. thirty,
1: <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> We're, you know, thinking that we would
2: never age. I'm like,
1: yeah, literally, they're like, what do you think this would become? I'm like, obviously nothing, because I'm 30 and she's 31. (laughs) So it's one of those things we look
2: back. And I guess like what we learn is just, you know, we always just kind of followed our intuitive hits along the way. And while, yes, you know, we are not almost 30 anymore. It is just that metaphor for what we're talking about and hopefully you know, making people feel uh, less alone when they're going through any transition. But I'd love to know, um, let's start with you, Jane. Um, You know, what missteps or mistakes do you look back on and you're like, wow, like I learned so much that was so profound, things like that.
0: Well, I think, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're playing long game, right? So whatever setbacks you have and whatever, you know, times that you're not feeling great, you're playing a long game. It's not about that time, that moment, that week, that month. You have a vision that's taking you forward, or at least I believe you should, you know, write down your vision, see it big. Most people write the script of their journey too small. Write it big because that's where you want to go and and see it and put it in as much detail as you possibly can so that when opportunities come to you to fulfill that, you recognize that is what's happening because it's not like a shock. You're not not bewildered by it. You're like, oh, hang, hang on, this this dot makes sense. You know, Steve Jobs used to talk about making dots on paper and they seem random, but they all join up. Mm. And I think that, uh, you know, I think that's that's the critical thing. I think that you're playing a long game. You're focusing on on where you're going. And, you know, nothing... Nothing else, nothing seems trivial because everything matters all the time. I think you have your own leadership style. And I think when you lead a team, my belief is you lead from the front. Mm-hmm. And meaning you're the first to go over the hill and, the, and show the troops mm-hmm. <laughs> it's safe. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's nothing you won't do. I would never ask anyone to do something that I wouldn't do myself. And that I probably haven't done myself. And so, um, you know, I, I think that you 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 feel like you might have made a mistake or a misstep, but you regroup, you learn from it and you move forward and you say, you know, I'm not going to do that again. Probably one of the early things, we launched uh, Dermalogica in Taiwan and it was one of our first international markets and they persuaded us that because you know the culture was different the language was different mm-hmm. uh, the industry was different has never used the word beauty i don't like the word beauty i think it's objectifying mm-hmm. and i and i think it narrows us and mm-hmm. anything that shrinks us or diminishes us i think we have to question So we went to Taiwan to launch the product and they wanted to use the word beauty. Well, they actually wanted to use Miss Taiwan as the model. No, no, I can't. (laughs) No, 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 no. We were persuaded to launch differently and it was not a success. And and after six months, uh, we stepped back and said, okay, we made a a huge mistake because even though this culture and country is different, Domologica is not. This is a brand, this is not just a product. This brand has a voice and a personality and we will not shrink it for anybody. This is what we want to say about skincare. It's about skin health and wellness. It's not about beauty, luxury, pampering or indulgence. Other people can say that and that's up to them, that's their choice, but it's not our viewpoint. And so we we never made that mistake again. And every market we've gone into, we're in 108 countries now, We always go in and every time they say, you know, the name, we don't like it. Nobody can say it. The packaging's a little ugly, whatever it is. And you have no jars. (laughs) We wanted a pink jar with a gold lid. Okay, fine. (laughs) Then, you know, start your own skincare company. (laughs) (laughs) This, yeah, this, uh, yeah, this, this one doesn't, doesn't change. So we listen, being patient. We go, you know, everything you've said, we take with respect. However, Dermalogica is an established brand. It doesn't behave differently. And, you know, no, nobody puts it in the corner. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I, I've led that way. I think that, you know, when you make a misstep, you recognize it. And I believe it is usually when you have taken a, a step away from what you actually know to be your truth. Mm-hmm. You were persuaded that something you you were thinking of doing wasn't enough, you know, good enough, big enough. Right enough, mainstream enough, thin enough, tall enough, sh- whatever that thing is. And at some point, we have to say, "I'm enough. Mm. It's enough." And I have a viewpoint, and don't ever, ever let somebody shrink that. You know, you bring your crazy, whatever it is. <laughs> Every one of us is perfectly custom built mm. to lead the life we're predestined to have. And if you change any bit of that about yourself, I believe that you know you you may lose sight of the track that you're on. and uh, so that's sort of how I feel about mistakes. It's usually when you have stepped away you know it, you just you stepped away for a minute with the best intention, you know you blinked, you felt awkward, you felt you felt. You didn't. I'm too young. I'm to argue back on that. I'm too. I'm a little too shy. I don't know enough about that. I'm foreign. I'm this. I'm whatever. No, no, no. You know. You know your voice. You know your truth. You know what feels right to you. You know. And even if everyone else says. That no one else is doing that. Good. That means you will be the first one. <laughs> You'll be unique. And That's exactly how it should be. Mm. Oh, thank you. Uh, be yeah.
4: Awesome. Well, <laughs> Just keep talking, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And for you, you- I mean, really. <laughs> <laughs> I, like- I mean, so I have it. I feel like I'm in year one of what you did in 1986, and I, I've already. I feel like I make mistakes every hour of the day. Um, and yeah, and I, and I honestly do feel like it's okay. And I think, you know, I think back and I'm like, God, I can't wait in like five years to look back and feel like that was supposed to happen. But I actually, I feel that now and it's, it's weird. Like I don't sweat the small stuff, like little things that happen in the day. I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Let's move on. Let's move forward. Like that's a learning lesson. Let's just keep going. For me, the hardest part has been team building and growing the team and, and knowing who to hire and like... Because I want to do so much. Like there's this big goal of evolving beauty standards, which I no longer want to use the word beauty. But,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Because it's, the, it's identity, right? Totally,
4: it's yeah. It's about identity. That's totally fair. And yeah, I know that makes me think about it. But it, in the holistic view of like what this industry stands for, that's a big goal. And, and so it, I, I feel like I need to like dwindle it down to day by day so you don't feel defeated and feel like you're making mistakes and take it as learning lessons and really have a like path to get there. And I think specifically an example that we did so for LiftTinted we we don't I don't believe in a blog. I don't feel like people read blogs anymore. I think we digest content through social media and like things like Instagram. And I think the way you treat Instagram can be treated like a blog post. People just do the comments on there. And so one of our series was called No Shade. And what it was, was a, a way for us to subtly call out brands who don't, we don't feel like are doing inclusivity right. But what I learned through doing a few of those was that it led to a really negative conversation. Mm-hmm. And that is the exact opposite of what I want LiveTit to, to stand for. Like our whole goal is bring positivity, not just to the, the beauty identity standard industry, but, <laughs> um, but to social media as a whole. And so, real quickly, when things got negative on there, we had like a regroup and I was like, guys, like, we cannot do this. Like, these conversations are going down the wrong paths instead of, and by us calling it out, it's actually only keeping the convo going and there's other ways we can do it. So instead of calling out the brands that aren't doing, are doing it wrong, we focused on encouraging the brands that are doing it right and heroing them Mm -hmm. and keeping the conversation around that. But we had to go through it to learn and just, apologize to like the community because it got really negative and it's like the last thing social media needs is more negativity mm-hmm. so I mean it's just been a learning lesson though so i I don't look at it and it's so crazy because when I was doing the influencer thing solely and now running this business and everything I want to do with it you just start to stop sweating the small things like before I would be so stressed out if like something like the the image didn't get like a thousand and one likes or something, you know, crazy. Um, but now it's like when you have such a bigger goal and a bigger dream, you start to realize these little things are so minute to your bigger goal.
0: Yeah, you keep that bigger picture. In
4: yeah. Your yeah, when you focus on that, yeah. all the little things start to feel like NBD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, beautiful.
1: Yeah. Um, something that everyone in here can relate to is having a work or career passion whatever they're doing and then having your personal life so your relationships family friends everything I was talking about before um, how do you ladies this is for all of you we can start with you Jane how do you balance your family personal life in you as a human outside of the business and your big picture goals
0: <laughs> well I don't believe in balance uh, <laughs> uh, my mom my mom taught me life's not about balance it's about resilience mm. You can't control life. You don't know what's going to happen to you. All you can control is your response to it. And in order to have a response that will get you through it, you have to have resilience. So for me, I mean, I started Dermalogica with my boyfriend, now husband, we have two daughters that we raised together here in Los Angeles. It's all a big mess of you know everything, big messy life. That's what it is, which is what I want. I want a big messy life. I want a big mess of everything. So, um, yeah, you know, it's it's work and, and you bring work home. There's no such thing. People say, you know, I, you know, don't take work home. You leave your work at the door. Well, that really be ridiculous. I mean, I'm busy talking about, you know, I'm trying to develop a product. I'm like, what do you think of this? And I'm excited about it. I'm excited. I want to talk about it. And so we would talk about it nonstop. And then people would say, you know, um, you know, don't bring your emotion to work. Oh, no, no, no. You bring all of your emotion, bring everything, bring your whole big messy self because you'll need it all. You need it all. Don't take any of it away. So for me, I never think of, you know, a work and a life and a relationship. I I do everything. It was Friday night and I'm tired and it's been a long week, but I want everyone to come over for dinner. So I call my friends, order Indian takeout stick it all in you know sort of platters that looked like i might have have sort of construed some kind of a meal (laughs) and um and that was it and everyone come and then we'll just you know pitch in and bring some wine or bring whatever and and none of us had time to do it and you make time to do it because otherwise (coughs) you won't do it Mm -hmm. so i don't try and keep it balanced very much i just try and and enjoy all of it it's messy don't don't beat yourself up because you haven't got it balanced that's what i would Mm -hmm. say. You know, my mom had no balance whatsoever. My dad died. She couldn't even drive a car. But she figured it out and she did a great job and never was balanced. It's just about resilience. You Mm. can do this. You Mm. can definitely do this. You were made for it, custom mm-hmm.
4: built. James, oh. <laughs> yes. press. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to that. You want to go to whatever church you're. Yeah. Yeah, yourself,
1: just... He's like, hold on, let me stun you all. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah, I mean, I feel this this idea of like work-life balance. I feel like in this day and age, it's just like when you love your work, it is your life, and that sort of feels like a balance. And that's it's why you it's, started it. That's mm-hmm. exactly why you started. And I think like. There is a difference between balance and self care. And I think, like, I don't strive to have balance in my life, especially year one. Like, Mm -hmm. I know what I signed up for. I I chose to do this, and I'm balancing being an influencer and doing this new CEO role that I'm figuring out every single day. And I think, like, you go into it with a conscious mindset of, like, I know what I'm sort of like sacrificing, but that's okay. But that doesn't mean I should sacrifice myself and my self care Mm -hmm. and priorities Mm -hmm. around that. And whatever that means, if that means, for me, it means cutting out social things. Like, I haven't been on a date in a year and a half. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not bothered. It <laughs> I'm just saying, though, like, in my mind, I consciously, like, my friends are like, get out more. You need to go meet someone, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I wouldn't even be myself on that date if I went on it because my mind is so on my job. And, like, that's okay. Like, I'm it's literally fine. building my yeah. dream life. Fine. And so I, I think there's a time for everything. And mm. right now, I'm in a place where I'm a very... I don't even like to use the word selfish, but it's, 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 it is about me, which is my business, which is something so extraordinary and big that I have to achieve. So um, yeah, the word balance is really tricky because I, I don't really care to have a balance right now. No, you're liking
0: the whole thing. I love it. <laughs> yeah.
4: and, and there are days where I like step outside and I just like need to take a big breath but I'm like grateful because I'm literally like, oh my God, I live in LA. And it's like, this is like amazing. And it's it's honestly, little things like going outside and taking a breath is like, a, you, you realize it's like a luxury. You sometimes just forget because you work from home, literally in my garage, working all day. And then you're like, whoa, it's like midnight. And it's just like stepping out and doing that. It's like, I dreamt of this moment. So how can I really complain?
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
5: I mean, when you guys asked me to be a part of this conversation and it was about balance, I felt like kind of a fraud saying yes because I don't think that I have uh, the right answer of what balance is or uh, a good example of, of, of work life balance. Um, but it, it makes me feel better that you guys said what you just said. Um, but you know, I think it's true. It's like I feel like I have my dream job and I am constantly working and I work from home, so you know, there's it. It kind of gets blurred, but. Um, I feel so lucky to be able to do what I'm doing, but you know, I do feel like I can get really burnt out sometimes and really stressed out. Um, and to me, like, um, well, making time to you know have self care, whatever that means, you know, walking my dog or going to the gym or going out with my friends or whatever. But to me, like, the most important thing is having like a wonderful support system. Um, You know, I have uh, a loving and and supportive husband who's here and and my best friend uh, Mia and like my family and all of them, you know, they really are just, they're so understanding and they know that, you know, like I have to work like four or five nights in a row and that's okay. Um, I have to work on weekends and miss, you know, parties or family outings or whatever. And they totally get that because this is like my dream job. Um, But at the same time, they are also this people who are like, hey, like, you should probably take a break. Like, yeah. let's, like, why don't you take the night off? Or, you know, maybe you should go, like, get a massage or whatever. And I honestly think, because I'm sure all of you, you know, you could keep going and going and going. Um, and it's hard to, you know, know when to stop sometimes. And so, yeah, like, I don't think that I would be, like, uh, sane or successful at all uh, without them. So, even though they're
3: oh. here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. You know, I feel like when I started my business, I decided I wanted to rewrite what it looked like to work to build a successful business. Because there's such a, I feel like there's this sort of myth we're told that you have to hustle and work hard and be miserable and not sleep and miss all of the things. And truthfully, I don't think it's true. I I really have. Yes, there's been late nights. And yes, there's been a little bit of that. But the truth is, I love what I do. And I'm smart enough to hire people who are smarter than me to and and delegate. Yeah. And and the truth is, I really don't feel like I work that hard, and I'm not here. But I but and it might just be because you do when you do what you love. You love there's it. no separation, and so yeah. I don't label it work. I don't label it life. I live very publicly um, through social media, and so that's certainly been hard with life stuff that comes up. And it's really learning what's the difference between what's private and what's intimate versus what you know what I can reflect on and provide value from um, and I'm still learning to navigate that but for me I think um, that you can really decide and choose how you want to things to run. When I started Model Meals, I knew that I wanted to be able to work remotely if I wanted to. I wanted I wanted to be able to take off and go to Asia for a few months if I want to go to Asia. And how do I put the people in place that can support that? Mm-hmm. And how can I make sure I'm in a role that's remote? And how can I make sure that I can, I position myself where I can get in there with my team and get really close to them, even if I'm not always physically there. Mm-hmm. And so I will say it's taken me a while and I'm a huge self-care junkie. So I have very specific uh, tools in place to keep me in a space that I don't get burnt out and overwhelmed. So my self-care routine is number one. Like I will not sacrifice sleep to work. It's yeah. just kind of become that that it took me a while to get there, but I won't sacrifice it. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to do my stuff. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to do my journaling. And I and I built my life around my how I want my life to look.
0: We build our companies like mm-hmm. a bespoke suit. Right? Mm-hmm. So we cut it to fit ourselves, which is exactly... That's the joy of having your own business too, and being authentic yeah. to it.
2: And it's also modeling for other people, yes. you know, and giving them permission that yeah. you can take care of yourself mm-hmm. as you build something yeah. that has been in your heart. Mm-hmm. And just a plug—I mean, your self-care checklist. Yeah. check out Danica's. Is it on your site? <laughs>
3: yeah, uh, it's yes, it's on my website. It's it's it's, it's a game changer, it. truly. Yeah. 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 truly. It's really silly. Well, it's simple. It's just a checklist of different self-care. Um, gratitude, affirmations. Every morning I write a biography of myself five years in the future. That's so best. I think, what do I want people to say about me? And then I write a journal entry for my future. I just woke up and today I have a sold out show at Madison Square Garden or whatever right. the hell you want. I literally to read. read hers and I like wrote mine. I, was dream, like, I just woke up, I like it. took it. <laughs> right, happy? yeah, and what happens is when you tell yourself you're that, when you practice yes. affirmations, you go out into the world that day yes. and you make choices based on that version of you without having to do any work. It's totally mm. subconscious. I hold myself as that woman five years in the future instead of what, what I am today, right? And, and our thoughts way. become, right, exactly. And our thoughts become a reality. This is all the after. So if I can just reprogram my mind, then everything else will catch up.
0: And that's so true. Yeah. I have a, I have a thing that I tell my daughters, they often repeat it back to me that when they would say something negative about anything, about themselves especially, and I would say you can't say that because mm-hmm. your, your, your brain is listening to you. Yes. And your brain doesn't know that you're lying. Mm-hmm. Your brain just thought that what you said was true. So... Only speak that truth that is what you want to have happen. And then your brain is getting the cue. Your whole body takes that cue. Okay, that's where we're going. That's what we're doing. That's what's going to happen. It's so important. Are you looking to adopt anyone? <laughs> 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 <Seriously>. Just curious. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh,
2: <are> you- <laughs> I love this. Um, So, (laughs) can we go out to dinner after this? Is that okay? (laughs)
0: Um,
2: I would love, I know there's, you know, female founders out there and in here. um, And anyone really wanting to start something. You know, it could be just a creative pursuit. You could want to, like, write a song. You could want to do anything, really. And, And sometimes we're just we stop in our tracks because we doubt ourselves or it becomes too overwhelming or daunting. Um, and the doing of it just doesn't seem possible. So Jane, I'd love to ask you, you know, if you could give advice to female founders who are just starting out, what would that be?
0: Don't shrink yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't shrink yourself. It's the That is the, the biggest hurdle is it's, I, we all have those moments where we think that uh, we, we start to self-doubt, we start to self-question. Everyone does. But you must push through that. You say to yourself, what do you hear in your heart? What, do, what is it you want for yourself? What is, your, what is it you're going for? Don't let someone dissuade you. People have tapes in their own heads of, of things that were said to them and they repeat them you know well how can you do that you don't know anything about that how can you go and live in america you've never even been there well what do you know about starting a business you've never even had a business i mean whatever it is they're just projecting their own insecurities onto you because perhaps for whatever reason they didn't pursue it and it will make them feel much more comfortable if you don't either because then it will prove to them that they couldn't have done it either and so everyone's okay when they're in their own dissatisfaction but that's not your story that's not what you want that's not who you you are. And so when you hear that little voice, you, you, just, you, know, you just tell it to be quiet. You say, okay, I know you're talking and I'm not listening. <laughs> That's not my truth. That was said to me and I'm repeating it in my head and it's not a truth. And you step forward and even if your voice is shaking and you feel nervous, you step forward and you speak up. And you know what it is you want to achieve and you journal about it, you write about it, you see it, you visualize it. Don't shrink yourself to make other people feel more comfortable and don't ever shrink what capacity you have for success. Mm. It is unlimited, I assure you. And the world needs it. We need it now. We need all of us now. We it, we all feel there's something happening in the air. We all feel this sort of intangible something that's getting traction, that's getting sticky, that is shifting identities and how people want to own their identity. And it might not be what it looked like before, but it's still their truth. And we feel that gaining traction and we've got to keep that going. And this is happening for a reason. And every single one of us is part of that happening. So you've got to stand up, speak up, don't shrink yourself and speak up loud, because that is going to tip this whole thing over the hill, and then we're on momentum. Mm. We need you, every one of you. That's mm. what I would say. to hear
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was going to say the same thing that she was Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was my way Don't shrink. Yeah,
2: I needed to hear that. And I'm sure a lot of you did too. Yeah.
3: Um, Danica, what about you? Oh gosh, um, I kind of touched on this, but. But it's about a team. It's about I, I do so very little of I, I get a lot of credit, but I, I have an amazing team of people who are aligned. And so I find that I speak often to entrepreneurs, but I also want to speak to the, the people who find something that lights them up and wants to support some that that vision, right? It doesn't exactly yeah. it doesn't make it any less yours. No, no. And and it's really important to look into yourself and say what 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 lights me up? It's okay to, to to do it that way too. So for me, I think the biggest advice will, will really is to um say you're something before you are. And this can get you in trouble, so bear with me. But one time I wrote a bio that said, "Like, Danica's a best-selling author, motivational speaker, <laughs> this thing. Someone ended up getting a hold of it. I don't know where I accidentally published it, but someone, and they introduced me like that. I was like, you know, actually about the book. I haven't written it yet, but, um, <laughs> but, it will but us, um, in general, <laughs> to say and to proclaim Who you are, right? And, and to not, I've never had a business plan. We've, you know, there's never been, in my specific company, we haven't, haven't had investors. It's not the fit for us, but it's, you know, it's a beautiful thing. If that, it's right for you. But for me, it's just been about starting. And just doing one thing and just putting yourself out there and understanding that your business is going to change is you're going to learn so much from your customer that trying to figure out any possible thing that could go wrong or right is just a waste of time. It's just start and you're going to learn so much as you go.
0: Yeah, good advice. Mm, beautiful. Mm-hmm.
3: All right, quick fire, ladies. <laughs> Get
1: ready. <laughs> okay, Sarah, what's your favorite negativity busting activity?
5: <sighs> I love to just like sweat it out. Work it it out. out. Yeah. What's your workout of choice? I'm a cardio girl. Mm. I love to run. I ran my first marathon last year. Ooh. It was really fun. Amazing. So, yeah. That will never be me.
1: Um, <laughs> I used to write it down. I was like, I want to run a marathon this year. And then one year, I was like, I've I never mean, you wanted can totally to totally do it. <laughs> yeah. you I never read. It was like I saw people. That. Like I didn't have any goals of my own. So I was like, What's everyone's goal? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we, we all want to do marathons, right? <laughs> yeah. My favorite way to sweat is just these. Yeah, 100%. yeah. I just do that. How are you doing over there? Living close, yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. Okay, Deepika, what is your favorite self love ritual?
4: Oh so this is a this is a new thing um in my life I'm still I'm in the like I feel like the early days you're like figuring out how to do the self love thing but I've been obsessed with every single night writing down three things that I did that day because I otherwise I go to bed and I'm spinning and spinning yeah. and spinning about the things I didn't do but if you write down those three things you're like wow I actually like mm. killed it today mm-hmm. so I have this journal next to my bed and it's like because I'm trying not to work from bed anymore and in my with my laptop because then there's zero there's zero yes. zero like any balance of any mm-hmm. any type so um, writing those three things down now, also like looking back at it, you're like, wow, I'm a badass. Like, <laughs> this is awesome. You know, like just three really good things. And it doesn't always have to be work related, like going to hot yoga in the day or like, you know, just like even taking a meeting. It's small things, but even those small things, when you write it down, you start to be like, I, I really am doing this. Mm-hmm. Feels I great. You. I love that.
2: Danica, favorite feel good food or
3: foods? Oh, flaming hot Cheetos. No.
0: <laughs>
3: I love, them. I actually do. I miss they those. are so good. Feel good food. I'm not going to be lame and plug my business, but that's nice. really all I eat. I'm trying to think what else I like to eat. I like kettle chips. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm missing, like, I love any sort of cheese puff. Okay. In and Out Burger. That was my first job. Oh, oh yes. Honestly, my favorite job. <laughs> going to be and honest. They're really happy. They are. And it was yeah. great. Um, yeah, they do. That sounds, that feels good. That That's feels great. Yeah. I
0: love that.
1: <laughs> okay, Jane, I wish that more women, dot, dot, dot.
0: I wish that more women would trust their capacity to uh, excel bigger than they ever imagined and most likely bigger than anyone ever told them they could. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, advice that you would give
3: your 24 or early 20s self, Danica? Mm. You're going to have a really hot boyfriend one day, and he's not going to mind that you're 200 pounds. Mm. Ah, love that. That That you, that, yeah. I mean, really just that you're my, um, how I looked and my size and my weight was, was once I surrendered to my natural size that um that my life exploded it was when i surrendered into how i naturally was and so that was such that was such a gift Mm-hmm. Um, and to trust my intuition. Mm-hmm. We have all the answers inside of us. We just don't create the space to listen. Mm-hmm. And so we look everywhere else for answers and we ask everyone to tell us what's what we love and what's going to make us happy. And we never stop to ask ourselves, does this feel good for me? So following joy has been something I'm really practicing lately is, does this light me up? Every single thing that I do, does this light me up?
5: Yeah, mm-hmm. Love
3: that. The coolest thing about women is... dot dot dot. Sarah.
5: Well, I think the fact that we can do literally anything we want to do, and the fact that we can bring life into this world, yeah. there's nothing that's we can't. Cool. There's nothing that women so can't do. Pretty yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can grow a whole body you in can your grow body. A whole that's crazy. Body. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple wow. times. I know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I think about that. Literally. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Like you grew a whole brain in your body. Yeah. Oh. Like someone else's brain. You I mean think price. about that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> times. like two whole brains and and legs. Like I grew legs in my body.
5: (laughs) Everything we do is is really cool.
2: (laughs) Um, Deepika, what do you love about yourself and why?
4: I think in my whole life, so my parents were very traditional Indian parents, medical world, and they want so badly for me to achieve like the American dream, but their version of the American dream is very different from my version of the American dream. And I think back to 16-year-old deeps versus like 24-year-old deeps. And I just think back and I'm like, I was fearless since the beginning. I never let even my parents who are my everything stand in my way because I know at the end of the day, all they really cared about was me being happy. But their version of happy just looked different from mine. And now my dad's I walk in the house and he's watching my YouTube videos and he's like my number one fan. And it's like, honestly, like to hear your dad say he's proud of you when all he wanted you to be was like a surgeon and go to Harvard. And then you're like a beauty girl. And it's like, <laughs> he, but he is literally my number one fan and gets that my purpose is so is so much bigger than what it appeared to be. Like there's so many people family friends in his ear being like, what is she even doing? Like, she, she's smart. She could go do this. She could go do that. And now he's like, yeah, she is smart. And that's why she didn't listen to me. And that's like a really good feeling. I think, I think being fearless is like the best way that you can kind of lead through life when there's so much distraction and noise telling you that you're supposed to be somebody, but you know you're meant to be something else. And um, yeah, I think, that, I think that's what I'm proud of myself about. Mm-hmm.
1: Awesome. All right, last question. Jane, we'll end with you. Um, what is your definition of positivity?
0: Mm. My definition of positivity is—I uh, I, I said it earlier—is uh, looking and finding the joy, even in a hard situation, because you can't choose the situations you're going to be in. But there's joy in there somewhere. Looking and finding that joy, um, looking and finding—the word "finding" and found is important to me right now. I find words come to me. You know, you've all found this. There's a certain word just keeps coming back at you. And you think, why does that word keep coming? There's a reason. You have to pay attention to all those kind of things. Um, Right now, I'm very focused on uh, a project called Found LA, which is around finding and and, um, supporting local entrepreneurs and I find that really positive for me because uh, in in neighbourhoods and communities, we find our neighbourhoods and communities um, to be strongest when they have... You know, entrepreneurs that are being successful. They uh, they build back our communities and they create jobs. And we often think this national situation and we may feel a little overwhelmed and out of control and it can it's easy to feel negative about it and not positive. But if there's nothing we can do to control that right now, what can we do to control this? And so I'm seeing people are really becoming locally focused. It's, it's a lot of positivity and people are getting focused in their school. They're getting focused in their neighborhood they're doing what they can about their street they're getting to know their neighbours because this idea of this local positivity I'm seeing it happening all over the place and I find it really encouraging and this idea of the local entrepreneurs bringing back that community and creating the neighborhoods. We don't want to live next door to the big box Amazon store, but we do want to live next door to that artisanal coffee shop where, you know, a mother and a daughter run it or a father and a son have the mechanics up the road or the florist or the dog groom or the salon. And I see a lot of positivity in that, despite the fact that nationally and sometimes internationally it can feel a little out of control and negative. Uh, I find positivity in localism. Mm. Beautiful give these
2: ladies yeah. a hand I know I speak for I speak for everyone you know when I say that like you know showing for you to speak so honestly and vulnerably about how you show up every day how you've navigated the years leading up to where you are now um just as yourselves and as you said kind of the big the big mess I think it's so liberating you know, and to take the pressure off of us to be balanced, to be a certain way, buttoned up, all the things. And when really, you know, if, if you're working with a brand, you've created a brand, whatever it is that like, it's people who want to connect. So like showing up as you as a human being um, in whatever form, whatever season you're in is just, I think, the most important, the important part. So thank you for sharing.
1: Thank you. Thank you, ladies, so much. Thank you, Dermalogica for hosting us. Thank you, YouTube Space LA for hosting us. You have goodie bags outside and we'll hang out, get some drinks, eat some food together, Mm -hmm. and we'll be hanging out outside. And then this episode will be live on Almost 30 Podcast in a few weeks. So you'll be able to listen again or send to your friends. Mm -hmm. You can find it there. Thank you, guys. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you to the panelists. Oh, and to everyone that came. Thanks it was so, so fun. Much for I want to do that again. I know you too. <laughs> felt really good.
2: Just fun to uh, bring people together. And we met a lot of new people that yeah. hadn't listened to the podcast, which is cool. And just kind of like talk to them about what they would want to hear and like things that they are interested in. So thank you so much for attending. Thanks to the panelists. Thanks to Dermalogica and to YouTube Space LA. Um, all right, review of the week truly life-changing five stars. This podcast and the community that comes with it truly has truly been life-changing. I found this podcast a few months before turning 29 and it has opened my eyes to so many new things. The topics are super interesting and Kristen and Lindsay are so fun to listen to. I'd also like to note how amazing the Facebook group is. I've never felt so supported by a group of women that I've never met. They finally make me feel connected. Thank you.
1: Jesus Christ. Thank you. I mean, come out. That's so sweet. That's a little plug for the Secret Almost 30 Podcast Facebook group. The best part of the internet. Yeah, truly. And then the um, city groups. So Mm -hmm. we have an ambassador program that has meetups for almost 30 family all over the country. Girls attend and some are friends with girls that don't even listen. So it's more about creating... Uh, community where you are with people that are like-minded, supportive, open, and kind.
2: Yeah. And if you don't see your city um, in a subgroup, you can email us, community at almost 30 com, and you can start your city's subgroup yeah. and be an ambassador. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. Love you. See love you love later.
5: You.